Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on Shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. Hey, Ben. I hope everyone had a wonderful July 4th celebration. God knows I did. And in honor of the diversity of our nation, I drank tequila. (laughs) Isn't that exciting? (laughs) Yeah. I went into the liquor store and I said I could have whiskey. Sure, that's an American drink. But you know what I said? In honor of our Mexican friends, Mm -hmm. I got trashed off their booze. (laughs) It was uh, great. I ended up uh, hanging out with my girlfriend, who is a first-generation Colombian immigrant. Very nice. Exactly. So we're just, you know, we're getting diverse over here. We went out. uh, We were over in, I went to Harlem on 140th Street, me and my gal there. And uh, it was quite a fun time until the kids started throwing hot coals at each other. (laughs) And uh, I said, we got to go. The coals are the first thing. That's that's what the, you, you start throwing coals. It can only get worse from there. Yeah. So we had to leave fairly quickly after the coal slinging. They literally were picking up boiling hot coals as if they, they had just committed a crime in Iran and they were being punished, or they were about to go put them in Iron Man's mouth so he would start speaking. Uh, well, captive, well held captive by Al Qaeda or something, and then they just started tossing them at each other, and they didn't even care that their hands were burning because the satisfaction of throwing a hot coal next to the <laughs> Their seven-year-old friend's face, or at their seven-year-old friend's face, trumped the small hand pain that they were suffering through. <laughs> it was amazing. So that was a great, a great July Fourth. And uh, overall, I, uh, I think the fireworks were fun. And I hope everyone listening had a uh, had a good time, full of drunken madness, and uh, and ate a bunch of meat. Yeah, which I think is good. I also had a lot of potato salad. Oh, you got to. All right. So. I had a lot of beans. Yeah, that's disgusting. I mean, nothing <laughs> happens. Nothing happens that is uh, good on July 5th. Specifically, it's it's a terrible day to be a lavatory. There is no doubt about that. All right. So we have some big news happening. Speaking of freedom, uh, Hillary Clinton is officially free from her FBI investigation. James Comey came out uh, yesterday, July 5th, and uh, although he did admit that she was recklessly, uh, she was dangerously careless, she was reckless in every way, she sent 30,000 emails, um, 110 of those emails contained classified information, even after that large diatribe of what, of how, uh, of how awful what she did is and was, they decided not to pursue 
charges. So sadly enough, this is the last. This was the last hope for the Bernie bro. <laughs> it really was. This was the Sanders. Uh, this was the Hail Mary. This was this was their Doug Flutie Hail Mary moment. This was their Babe Ruth calling his shot, uh, calling his uh, calling his home run moment. And uh, it was not able to happen for them. So I think it's official now. Hillary Clinton is the presumptive nominee for the Democratic Party. And Bernie Sanders no longer has a shot. The last shot, of course, being her, send, would be sending Hillary Clinton to prison, which will not be happening. And I must say, the person who is most upset about not being sent to prison is Hillary. She would have <laughs> loved it in there. Regular Martha Stewart she would have been. It's unbelievable. Martha Stewart spent, what, three and a half years imprisonment for lying to the FBI. A lot of people are saying that Hillary Clinton didn't lie to the FBI. She just lied to the American people, which is technically legal. Yeah. <laughs> so that is why there's been a lot of those sorts of comparisons with how many people the FBI has chosen to prosecute and most of the most of the uh, the offenses that people get prosecuted for is the cover up not necessarily the crime mm-hmm. so a lot of people who defending Hillary are saying when she meet, when she met with the FBI for three and a half hours which by the way is an extremely short amount of time you'll meet with the FBI for three and a half hours if you throw out a snickers wrapper <laughs> you know they're gonna they're gonna get to the bottom of it yeah so for such a large scandal for it to be minimized to a three and a half hour meeting i thought was fairly amazing uh considering the fbi has been known to probe and ruin people's lives for far less yeah absolutely three and a half hours they met with hillary it's all done now well what that's what took nixon down nixon didn't go to he he didn't get impeached for sending people sending the plumbers into the Watergate. he got impeached for lying about it and again the plumbers had to go in it was july 5th (laughs) and wouldn't you believe it those those toilets were ruined So now it is all said and done. Of course, it looks extremely nefarious on its on its face. No. Uh, Bill Clinton, oh, the once charming Bill who is now, oh, he's licking his lips. <laughs> he looks like he wants, he, he's got some salt on there and he's a hungry deer. He has lost it. He's lost his charm. He's yeah. lost it all. He, he no longer has the energy. And, uh, and obviously his youth is far gone, but he still has the ego. And that's what happens with people as they age. The ego stays the same, but their faculties decline. And that's what leads to um, old man creepy. Yeah. That's what it leads to. Like, why is that old guy just like, what's off with him? It's because he's the ego of a charismatic 50-year-old politician, but with the brain capacity of uh, the chick from The Notebook. <laughs> so that really, that's what hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, with Bill, oh, it's oh. just he's lost it. It's just, it's creepy. So Absolutely. Once charm goes away in a charismatic man, yeah. it's all downhill from there. It's well, just, you sort of, hey, little girl. It's sort of a person revealed in a sense, yeah, right? Yeah, it really is. Um, of course, he had that three. Uh, it wasn't a three and a half hour meeting, but they were on a. He took a plane trip uh, with Loretta Lynch. Uh, evidently, what happened was he made sure that his flight overlapped with her flight. Then he waited on the tarmac for her to come, like some creepy child who is waiting for his father to get home because he wants them to go trick or treating together or something. And he waits on the tarmac. And Loretta Lynch said he let him in because it was hot out there. Oh, like he's a puppy in the window, and she just <laughs> wanted to purchase him because it's it was hot in there. I mean, it's unreal how strange that is. The idea of pulling into an airport, you're on the tarmac, you're Loretta Lynch. The Attorney General of the United States, you look out your window and you're like, "Honey, is that is that Bill Clinton?" And he's like, "He's he's waving us in. What do we do? Is that creepy, Bill?" 
which is his officially creepy bill. Yeah. So it is uh, a lot of people uh, are saying this was the greatest gift that Comey could have given to the Republican Party, because if you go and listen to what he uh, what he said in his speech, which, by the way, was extremely rare for the head of the FBI to even make the decision. There is obviously enough evidence to prosecute. Obviously. And uh, you would think the grand jury would be making the decision whether it would go to trial or not. But he just seemed to take that uh, responsibility upon himself. And he went into great detail in this speech. And he even, he led into the speech being like, I'm about to blow your mind. You know, he, he, he <laughs> sort of warmed that, up. Not only that, but he waited till the end to say if yeah. he was going to prosecute or not. He took the entire speech. He's like, just like, everyone's on the edge of their seat. And he's a bit of a showman. He A hell of a showman. <laughs> a hell of a showman. There's no doubt. Yeah, he could have just come out and been like, we're not prosecuting peace. But then he'd be like, that was a bad show. That was a Kanye West uh, that was a Kanye West. What was a Bumble shoot or whatever the hell sh- the show he wrote? Bumber ruined. shoot. Bumber shoot. <laughs> what was the terrible Kanye West show? It was at one of those festivals. Yeah, I forget. What's what the name of those? Hit know, Bumber shoot. Coachella. No, no, Sasquatch. Co- no Sasquatch. <laughs> Maybe it was Coachella. I don't know. One of those cool things that I've ever went to because, frankly, I like to have indoor plumbing. Woodstock 99 ruined festivals for me. The idea of a festival. Remember yeah. the mud people? No, that was Woodstock 94. That was actually a good time. Woodstock 99 was on a tarmac where they charged $11 for oh. a bottle of water, and all those people got beaten and raped. So the good Woodstock was when they were covered in human dookie? It was just mud. It was not mud. Oh, Mud th- outside of an outhouse? <laughs> That ain't mud, my friend. No, man, Green Day was playing, and people are throwing mud at them. And, you know, Green Day, you know what their album was called? What? Dookie. And that's what they were getting thrown at them. <laughs> good, good God. So they found seven email chains that concerned matters of extreme importance. Top secret special access uh, would, be, would be required. There was 52 email chains uh, they determined that contained classified information. So basically, this is just proof that not only did they send classified information, uh, they had a full conversation uh, with with the classified information, and they knew exactly what they were doing. So this was the gift that the Republicans were asking for, and if they had any other candidate other than Donald Trump, Republicans would be ecstatic right now. But I think they realize they have a great chance to defeat Hillary, and they look at the, the soldier they have on the field, and they are just... You know, he's in there chewing gum, and, he, and he's, he's putting on the top of his gun. He's just kind of being a real Deputy Dewey. <laughs> it's, like when, it's like when the star quarterback of the other team gets hurt, and you're about to go to the playoffs. Right. You're in the final, you're in the conference, you're in the conference championship, and you're about to go to the Super Bowl, but you know if you go to that Super Bowl, you are going to get your ass kicked. That's right. I mean, you know, it's like going into the Super Bowl, but your quarterback is injured, and the only other person who can throw a ball is the punter. you're totally screwed but donald trump is going to be the big winner here donald trump and the gary johnsons of the world um they are going to be able to really capitalize on this because as much as she was found to be cleared of criminal charges there is no way that she was not found of wrongdoing so they're going to be able to cut together many soundbite clips and they already have because going back to what comey was saying in his massive beautiful shakespearean like speech <laughs> he basically contradicted every single thing uh, that Hillary had been saying in public. Uh, now, again, we don't know what she told the FBI in private. If she didn't lie to the FBI, then that would um, acquit her from being charged with something like Martha Stewart was charged with. Mm-hmm. Again, lying to the FBI, which, by the way, if the FBI comes knocking on your door, it's horrifying 
And I think I might lie, too. <laughs> yeah, but, but Hillary Clinton is the woman who just did, what, 12 hours in front of the Benghazi committee? She's been under investigation so many times yeah. over her lifetime. Another investigation, it doesn't matter. I'm sure she's been talking to the FBI for the last 20 years. Oh, she knows them personally. Another, and Okay, so I want to bring up uh, another point about how Comey was uh, hired in 2013, but we'll get there, get there in a second. Every single line that Comey had when it comes to her not knowing, when she says, I didn't knowingly, uh, you know, uh, pass on classified information, he just straight up, she knowingly passed on classified information. When it comes to her, um, you know, discussing um, the, not even... The idea that having a private email uh, server would somehow be illegal, uh, she says that she did not have any clue. He says that she did know it was illegal. They talked about it in emails and things like that. So those sound bites from Comey and then mixed with her interviews that she's given over the month are making unbelievable um, anti-Hillary political ads. Well, there are going to be two words that we're going to be very sick of by November. Extremely careless. Oh, my God. Those yes. are the two words that are going to get pounded into the voters' heads yep. every single day until November. And you wonder, with Trump, and we'll get to the Trump tweet in a minute, The uh, some people are calling it an anti-Semitic tweet, but we're going to talk about it. And uh, I know, Marcus, you believe it's a fully-on anti-Semitic tweet, and I understand why, but we'll get there. Um, 2013, Comey was a, that's when he was appointed. He's got a 10 year term. So whoever the next president is, he has to live under. Yeah. So you get the feeling that because, and people were just saying this on the mainstream media, they were just straight up saying for Comey, if Hillary is elected, he wants to have a uh, relatively peaceful time at, at work. But that's, and they're like, because she is the presumptive uh, nominee, that's of a major party. That's why she wasn't indicted. And this is just something that people are saying as if that's okay. Yeah. It's I mean, not okay. She's, the, a, she's a U.S. citizen. That's what people don't realize about government work and what they realize about people in positions of power. This is their job. That's right. it. No one wants to deal with their boss being an asshole to him for two years. No that's one it. wants it. That's it. And that's not how it should be. They should be held to a higher standard. But, I mean, really, there's not much difference from James Comey and the FBI than somebody working at the post office that doesn't want to report their supervisor taking Ab lunches off to get drunk. Absolutely. You got a, you're got a McDonald's employee. You know for a fact your manager has taken home 30 chicken nuggets a night <laughs> and has been for 10 years, but yeah. you keep your damn mouth shut yeah. because you want to go into work and not get yelled. That. Yeah, because he can't fire you for reporting the chicken nuggets, but he's going to make your life a living hell for the rest of the time you're there. That's right. And of course, Loretta Lynch, going back uh, to the attorney general, is basically guaranteed a spot in Hillary's cabinet because Hillary has this. She's proposed the uh, uh, half female cabinet. That's mm. what she's guaranteed. That's what Hillary has promised, um, which is a horrifying idea, not because they're female. I don't care if it's an all-female cabinet, but I don't like the idea of a quota system. Just get the best people for the job. Yeah. If they happen to be all women, that's wonderful. If they happen to be all men, that's fine, too. So we'll see. Loretta Lynch obviously looking for a position in Hillary's cabinet. So you have Comey, who would need to serve under her or with her, alongside and Loretta Lynch, who are both going for job security. It's the exact same thing that happened with Bloomberg here in New York City and his illegal third term. The people that voted for the illegal third term were the ones who would be able to stay at their jobs if he got another four years in office. They also said uh, that this was an unprecedented case. But now all of these stories are coming out um, 
from people who Comey, some some of whom Comey had prosecuted in the past, and there's another fella here, uh, CIA director John Deutsch, who did the exact same thing, and he was charged. Um, and, uh, and it, ironically enough, Bill Clinton ended up pardoning him, uh, giving him a pardon uh, in 1996. He was charged in 1995 for uh, holding personal, um, for holding secret information, high, uh, high top secret information on his personal computer. So this isn't that insane of a crime to have no. happen. And it, you do understand from a human perspective, you want to have the convenience of having your work at home makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it is a massive pain in the ass. To have to go into work every time you want to send an email. And another big possibility on this. You sent me something uh, last night. Who knows if this thing is true? You sent me a thread from uh, 4chan, a screen, cha- a screen cap uh, well, from a thread on 4chan. And, most, yeah. and I've spent many, many years on 4chan, and I've seen a lot of these things where these supposed experts or insiders come on 4chan, uh, and they give all of this information that the American people isn't supposed to know about. Right. It's almost always bullshit. You know, there's no verification. There's nothing to trust. But on this right. thread, they did bring up a couple of good points. The number one point that they brought up that I think is very important is how many people are involved in this. And so the thread was be- – it started off with a person being like, I have high-level clearance, right, in the U.S. military or the yeah. U.S. State you, Department. In the FBI. In the FBI. So this is – so theoretically, the person answering these questions is James Comey himself. <laughs> it was one of the people that investigated okay. uh, the actual – the people that investigated this case that had access to a lot because of course they had to read the emails to figure right. out what was top secret and what wasn't sure uh and the point that this guy made uh and who knows how much of it is true uh of course probably none of it is but the point still stands uh is that if hillary is prosecuted on this there is no way that she's the only one going down for it. Sure. This is, I mean, this is a spider web. You right. know, this, this is, a, like, once this block goes down, how many other blocks are going to go down with her? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Clintons have been a part of the American political machine for decades mm-hmm. now. How many different connections, how many different deals have they made? How many people are involved in this? Can you bring down that many people all at nope. once? You know, does that yeah. would bring the American government to a standstill. It would erode. As opposed to where it is now, which is just... <laughs> Working so wonderfully, <laughs> fluid for the people, you know, the, 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 the well-oiled machine that the U.S. government is now. I can't imagine if there was a shutdown. Hey, man, it still it moves at a snail's pace, but it, it, still, it still moves. Yes. Uh, that, but that would be uh, catastrophic for yeah. the American public, and I think it would really erode. And people already have such little trust in the government right now. They have such totally. little faith. I mean, you look at the approval numbers that oh. Congress has, uh, it's so little, and if if you get something that comes out like this, it's not just going to be Democrats involved in this. It's going to be Republicans involved as well. Sure. It's going to be people at every level. And once you, that last little thread, that last little thread uh, of people having some sort of faith in their country, once that is taken away, shit will get even worse than it is now. And, and pay- that could yeah. very well have played into Comey's decision to not prosecute. Uh, possibly. I mean, I'm not sure if he's too concerned about the patriotism of the American people. I mean, it's but, not patriotism. It's stability. It's the yeah. stability of the country. And it certainly is not a time for the establishment. And it's a bit of a cliche, the term, the establishment, the people that are currently sitting in office of positions uh, in positions of power. It is certainly not a good time for them to rile up the country again, because the only other alternative is Donald Trump. And uh, he is an unstable figure. He does. He, he, he is disabling 
um, the uh, the institution on purpose. Yeah, and uh, and it's fascinating. It's been fascinating to watch him. So let's let's go over to Donald Trump a little bit now. We just talked about how Hillary Clinton is being called dangerously careless, and we are going to hear that over and over and over again. Dangerously careless with emails. Donald Trump is dangerously careless with tweets. And what is more important than the other? I would argue the the email scandal is larger than the Twitter scandal that Donald Trump has found himself in this week or this moment as of this broadcast. Uh, He might have a whole nother Twitter scandal that we don't even know about yet. In the next six hours. I'm predicting bestiality. That's my prediction. Donald Trump <laughs> tweets from a bestiality group, and, uh, you know, he has no idea. He just thinks they're good people. <laughs> you know, I don't agree with what they do, but I think they get some good ideas. So dangerously careless Hillary, dangerously careless Trump when it comes to Twitter. He retweeted a tweet that had the Jewish star, and, of course, uh, not the uh, – I was – um, the Star of David. The Star of David, and it was a picture of Hillary, and inside the Star of David it said, uh, most corrupt politician ever. Something- most corrupt candidate ever. Yeah. And the uh, ba- the background of the photo is all money. Right, yeah. So obviously there are some dog whistle things going on there. There are people such as David Duke, the former head of the KKK. I don't know how he lost that position. He could probably run for it again <laughs> uh, and, and reclaim his position I mean, as if, the head of the KKK. If there's a time to run for the head of the KKK, now is the time. This would be it. Uh, they're growing larger and larger every day, sadly enough. Uh, so obviously there was a message there that uh, a lot of people saw and it resonated with a lot of individuals, specifically white supremacists. So Trump retweeted an individual named Dan Scavini. Mm-hmm. And Dan Scavini is a person uh, who works with Trump. He, he's uh, been in politics for a very long time. He has a Jewish wife. He's been married to her for 16 years. And the idea of him being an anti-Semitic is not uh, accurate. The idea of Donald Trump being anti-Semitic is not accurate. Of course, his son-in-law is Jewish. He's got two Jewish grandchildren. His daughter, Ivanka, is converted uh, to Judaism. So I don't think, and you, quite frankly, you do not survive. You do not survive in the real estate game in New York City for 30 years <laughs> with being anti-Semitic. Yeah. You can be racist, you can be against Puerto Ricans, Latinos, Mexicans, but you know what? You gotta kiss somebody. Right. And I think it, uh, you would not anger the Jewish community if you're trying to build hotels all around Brooklyn and Manhattan. It just would not be, uh, it would not be a, a positive, it would not be a, a, a positive career move no. for Mr. Donald Trump. Nonetheless, taking that into account, Scavini did find this meme on a anti-Hillary site, which also was tweeting a lot of Islamophobia, a lot of racial jokes, or uh, just straight-up racist uh, rhetoric. So the site, the, the tweet did originate from a white supremacist group. Yeah, and I do not believe that it was a coincidence that they chose to use the Star of David. Scavino is trying to say, it's like, you know what? If you go on Microsoft Clip Art... There's a sheriff star, and the sheriff star <laughs> yeah. looks a lot like that, and you know she's crooked yeah. Hillary, and you know we're trying to say that you know well, we're trying to say that we're going to arrest her and we're going to prosecute her, but that mm-hmm. is that is just way too convenient. And these sorts of things, like you get, of course, you get the Star of David, you get all of the money, uh, you get this whole corruption thing coming in. Like this is all anti-Semitic Zionist type of shit. Well, like, I gotta this say, stuff, this is uh, this is textbook. I gotta say, I was watching a lot. I've watched a lot of World War II documentaries. 
documentaries. Me and, too. And I always and I looked at the, um, the 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 Jewish individuals in those documentaries, and I always say, why are they arresting the sheriff? <laughs> you know, all, look at all these sheriffs. Oh my God, they're keeping law and order. Why are they arresting the sheriff? Leave the sheriff alone. Why are they forcing that guy to be a sheriff? I, he didn't want to be a sheriff. <laughs> now I have to clarify this question because I didn't think I would would have to. Uh, I didn't think it was a question, but my roommate, Mike, he's been on the show before, and he listens to this show, so hello, Mike. I love you. You're a great roommate. Thanks for cleaning up, and I'm sorry I'm so messy. (laughs) Uh, But he did come out, and uh, he came out of his room, and he's like, am I wrong? Isn't the Star of David on the Israeli flag? Mm -hmm. And uh, it is, Mm -hmm. but it is a much different uh, Star of David than what the ones that uh, is um, known specifically for what the Nazis placed on Jewish individuals. Yeah, the Star of David in itself is not anti-Semitic. No, of very course, Semitic. Of course not. It's <laughs> the know? most Semitic thing there is. But, it is like it as is, far as yeah. Semitic stuff goes, it's at the top. It's huge. It's out there. It's up there with the yarmulke and the menorah. Like that's that is yeah. of course that's way up there. But you know what, man? I mean, just because somebody's burn, you know, someone has an American flag and they burn it doesn't mean it's like oh that. But actually, that flag's American. Yeah. So that's actually pro-America, even though they're burning it and even though they're using it for purposes that are the exact opposite of what they're actually used for. Exactly. And And another thing about Scavino's Scavino's excuse is that if he is so pro-Jewish, if he is so linked in with the Jewish community, he would immediately see what the connotations were there. He would have immediately noticed that, like, oh, there's money. Oh, that's the Star of David. I'm going to say, okay, now— to defend these, to defend the incident itself, what is a retweet, right? You look at your phone, you've, you know, you're just like, oh, retweet, whatever. And it wasn't exactly so glaring. It wasn't an obvious anti-Semitic message. I mean, um, it was just something that slipped through the cracks, I think. And again, this is, I am not um, saying that these uh, incidents don't happen on purpose. You might be completely right, Marcus. I'm just not sure how nefarious it is, but there is no denying that Donald Trump has had a very difficult time. He did technically rebuke the love of David Duke. Technically. But at the same time, it was very tepid. And uh, he is still sort of, he has his toe in the water of white supremacy. And we know for a fact that he is terrified of losing that support because for him that is a core constituency yeah and he knows for a fact much like the evangelicals have a base locked up much like uh you know hillary has her uh has, has the black boat locked up he knows for a fact right now he has this for previously uninspired group of americans motivated to go vote for him so it's bigger than just a, it's just bigger than just a group of people that like him it is a group of motivated individuals who are going to drive others to the polls so he is very concerned about losing this base that he got regardless if he got it on purpose or on accident it just so happened with his you know as soon as you start calling mexicans rapists right up top i don't know if he knew he was courting white supremacists i don't think so i think all. it just happened i think and he it finds is- himself a little a little bit in a precarious position of just like I'm surrounded by friends that I've made, and I don't really like any of them. Well, but at the same time, I want to have a cordial party. Well, he doesn't care who loves him. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the problem with he doesn't. him. He has no. He doesn't care at all who loves him, just so long as they love him, and just so long as they support him. And, and that's why he's so. Da- that's one of the many, many reasons why he's so dangerous. Okay, so he has no conviction. He is also pretty much tied with Hillary nationally right now. Because of this email scandal and because his scandals we've already seen. So he's, you know, he's basically alienated every single group in this country 
There isn't one group he hasn't, um, other than straight uh, white men, I, I, I suppose. Although you could argue his hair is really offensive to ours. Uh, you know, he's really doing he's doing some damage to the classic white locks that we were so proud of. Do you remember D. Snyder? Beautiful hair. I'm growing mine out. Just wait till it gets back down to my shoulders. I've got wonderful yeah. ringlets, wonderful curls. Isn't that nice? It's beautiful. I've been told it's a beautiful head of hair. It is a beautiful set of hair. <laughs> Basically, the only constituents that he hasn't angered, white straight dudes, uh, who live in the South and live in the East Coast, West Coast, and uh, in the Midwest, all over the nation. Um, but you have his you have his tweet scandal compared to the email scandal, and you don't get federally indicted for sending out stupid tweets. It might disqualify you from being the president, but this dangerous, carelessly dangerous, dangerously careless rhetoric, uh, th- this line that's going to be just pummeled through our heads when it comes to you know, discussing Hillary, and then when it comes to discussing Trump, he is dangerously careless in another way. Which one is more detrimental to uh, the nation as a whole? You know, you could argue that Hillary Clinton's email scandal, giving up national security information to our enemies all over the place because we are constantly being hacked. The Chinese are crushing us in the hack game. Oh, we are so far behind because we, the, the, the people we do get in this country that know about computer programs tend not to be from here. And as soon as they graduate our wonderful universities, we send them back to wherever they're from where then they can help out their governments. We need to start keeping the intelligence people in this country but that's a whole nother question or you have someone like donald trump who if he was elected president he just starts he's he speaks flippantly one day and god knows what happens you know he starts talking uh ridiculous things at 8 a.m and by noon we have a world catastrophe on our hands so you just are you could this is really an election and i know it's a cliche of the lesser of two evils but this election i can't recall one where it is such a sad group to choose from other than Gary Johnson, who actually has a good heart and a good soul and is doing uh, 22% of the millennials say they'll vote for him. So he's doing fine. There's never been a more clear-cut case of lesser lesser two evils. And I think it's because we've been saying it for so many years, because we've had such low standards for so many years. This is what we're faced with. You know, we're faced with someone. And, yeah, Hillary Clinton's a criminal. Like, yeah. we can all agree on that. Right. She, is a, she is a criminal over and over and over again. She's a criminal. Uh, but Trump is an idiot. Yes. He has proved again and again and again that he is an absolute idiot. Hillary Clinton, even though, like, she knows what she's doing with foreign policy, she's a hawk, and that terrifies me. Hillary Clinton's yeah. hawkishness absolutely terrifies me. Well, if me. you look at her record, uh, her record on foreign policy is atrocious. Let's just, okay, so we know the Iraq war vote. Okay, boom. Let's just, let's just because so many people voted for the Iraq war except for Senator Russ Feingold, uh, who also voted against the Patriot Act. Um, so many people voted for the Iraq war. Let's just say that was a mistake. Everyone was lied to. Not her fault. You have the Russian reset, which has been awful. The Russians are just taking over the Baltics. They're taking over the Middle East. You have the, what happened in Libya with the nation building there. You have have, you know, putting it, uh, you know, the entire rise of ISIS with their idea of, of you know, pulling out the troops uh, in Iraq, which has led to a total vacuum, which has created a huge terror group that is doing better and better every single day. They lost Fallujah, but it doesn't even matter because um, ISIS is just officially um, they understand that it is not about land. It is about messaging and their messaging is on believable Mm -hmm. and they are crushing it and we're going to continue to see these um uh isis inspired attacks all over the world for as long as for as long as the future goes and this is but these are these are these are reactions to a policy 
from the Obama administration, of which Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State for many years. These these policies that they put in place, we're looking at the um, effect of them. We are looking at the side effect of the Obama administration's policies, and it's a damn nightmare. Yeah. So, but you have a situation where we have someone with a record versus Donald Trump, who is going to be able to run, and he, he has. He can revision. He he has revisionist history. He can be like, I voted against the Iraq, or he was, I was against the Iraq war. He can just say he was against everything that didn't work, mm-hmm. and say he was for everything that did work because it, he didn't have to vote. Yeah. So it is. It is really just like, do you do you love the devil you know, or do you do you trust that the devil you don't know might end up being a saint? And quite frankly, I don't know if Donald Trump is wearing a halo anytime soon. No, absolutely not. And Hillary Clinton is like, yes, even though she is hawkish, you know, a, big, a hawk. I'm not even going to use the word hawkish. Yeah, she she's is, a hawk. She is. She's a, a center right candidate by any by any metric. Oh uh, yeah, metric, especially with how far the left has gone. She's a very center, much like her husband Bill. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Uh, but at least she has a plan. Yeah, Trump has no plan foreign policy especially where the world is right now you can't muddle your way through it i mean it's yeah. very possible that he could build a can- you know it's very possible that you know trump could be a lot like bush where he's just a puppet he's just a puppet candidate uh who yeah. doesn't actually do anything uh his words of course i mean that's what uh economists I, I mean economists say that you know the words of the president shake markets right, right, they, right. and if the president says the wrong thing then you can see the dow drop 600 points uh, and it's, I mean, it is very dangerous to have him in office, but it's also possible that there is, a, that people are just treating him with kid well, gloves. Like, I no, think, you're not president. He, he, it'd almost be like whoever his vice president is would actually be the president, much like Dick Cheney was under George well, W. Bush. I don't think you tell Trump what to do. He's too dumb to listen. <laughs> well, but I will say the one Bush in this is Hillary. She is H.W. Bush from 88. Uh, she will be in the, she will be in the extension of Barack Obama's uh, two terms the exact same way that H.W. was was an extension of Reagan. Um, Dukakis was a terrible candidate, and uh, he made himself look like a fool. And uh, there's no denying that Donald Trump has made himself look like a fool multiple times. And um, it will. She's also taken on, you know, HW's rhetoric when it comes to she won't raise taxes on the middle class, which is going to be a soundbite that they'll use against her. So I think if anything, she reminds me so much of HW in '88, where the country is just like, eh, it won't be that bad. We know what we know what the next four years are going to bring, uh, relatively speaking. Yeah, and we'll get somebody else in there. And honestly, sure. uh, I, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I, I what I hope to happen: Hillary gets in, and in 2020, a Republican gets in. It you could know, be. I really hope that the that the uh, the the government, the Republican Party. I hope this is a wake wake up call. I hope this is their reset button. They get their shit together over Mm-mm. the next four years. They get rid of all of this stupid social. Uh, uh, the all of these stupid social yeah. stances that they well, have that, lo- on those. that lose yeah. ever that lose all the millennials that lose hell even people now that are getting to their 30s and 40s the whole country is starting to get yeah. a little more progressive it's just the people that are backward or a lot louder even- but yeah. I hope that they get it together enough to run a viable rational reasonable candidate because it's yep. a good idea look for- out for this guy Ben Sass <laughs> Ben Sass <laughs> President S- President Sass President Sass no I couldn't agree. 
agree with you more. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the society is. It's not even about uh, social issues as much as it is about freedom under the law, and uh, that's why most of the Americans are just over the idea of government invasion, whether it be into your bedroom or into your uterus. Uh, just leave people alone. Go back to your small government roots, what the Republican Party was founded on, and I think you'll have a great chance of uh, restoring the Republican Party in 2020. Or again, if if Gary Johnson's able to do five percent in the general, perhaps the Libertarian Party can become a viable option. But let's go really quick, Marcus, to some. When you vote in November, it's not just voting for Hillary or Trump or Gary or uh, or um, the the Green Party gal. Uh, Jill Stein. Jill Stein. It's not just voting for one of those four people. And by the way, exactly. Who's that Green Party gal? Well, I mean, on a, I, I watched her speak recently, and she is, she's a bit crazy. Mean-spirited. She seems actually very mean. But um, you also have to vote for referendums, and a lot of these referendums are really where we get to see democracy in action, where your vote matters, because these are state referendums, state votes, local elections are decided oftentimes by less than 100 votes. I mean, they really do matter. So this is why you should go out to the polls, not necessarily for the general I understand everyone sort of thinks it is the, the, the system is fixed, and, and you're not wrong. But when it comes to referendums, your voice actually matters. And there's some fun things on the ballots in November. Oh, recreational marijuana. Yeah, get it done. And what is re- recreational implies that they're going to be active. <laughs> what about just like sitting marijuana? Yeah, like, like rat. if it was like, like radical marijuana, going out, do some skateboarding, snowboarding, yeah. maybe some BMX biking. Nah, Ooh. that ain't going to happen. No, you can't. Oh, my God. I made a massive mistake. I went skiing a few years ago, and I got stoned on top of the mountain. Oh, and then I realized I had to go down it. <laughs> and then it was like a 1980s comedy. I went down, accidentally took a left. I was just going where my skates were taking me. Yeah. Very similar to the way that Trump just goes where the crowd leads him. And I ended up going down a diamond, a black diamond, um, uh, <laughs> you know, a hill, and I just pizzaed. You know, I just put my. I was going. Oh, you're like, spo- You're not supposed to pizza, are you? You're supposed to taco. I pizza. <laughs> I was horrified. I mean, I I was so stoned, and you know what? I did fall, and I and I was wearing glasses because I don't even know. I forgot contacts, and then kids laughed at me, mm-hmm. and no one cared that I fell, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. So, smoke weed, play video games, or at the very least, smoke weed on the bottom of the mountain, yeah. not at the top. St- smoke weed at the bottom of the mountain and stare. Yes, or stay up there for a while. I had to get down for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so the states that uh, could potentially uh, legalize recreational marijuana, we got Arizona, Arkansas. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, Massachusetts, Montana, and North Dakota. Isn't that interesting? North Dakota and Arkansas strike me as, uh, as very interesting because, of course, their prison system, specifically in Arkansas, they have been very intense with prosecuting people on drug charges. And you get the feeling they see what happens in Colorado, and they want some of that money. Yeah, and that is also, by the way, those states are ones that could potentially have them on their ballots. It's not okay. actually, it's not specifically on the ballot. Right now, the ones that definitely have okay. the measures are California, Maine, and Nevada. That makes more sense to me. All of those make sense. But yes. even the fact that there's a potential for it to be on somewhere That's like great. Arkansas, which is, like you said, man, they bring down the hammer yes, on they do. weed. They really do. Arkansas, also, extremely poor state. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, it's like you're saying, man. I mean, they want why, some of that money. That's why it's bigger than weed. It's not about oh, they want to get stoned and sit there and stare at the stare at the you know milk get bad. Um, I don't know why you would <laughs> want to do that. 
stare at the paint on the walls. It is about, it plays into the larger problem with the prison industrial complex, the over-policing of minority communities. You you legalize weed in a place like Arkansas, you're going to find yourself in a uh, situation where there is a community that will be far less pleased and less people will be torn away from their families because of this ridiculous, archaic drug laws. Yeah, absolutely. As far as gun control goes, Maine and Nevada uh, will both have initiatives that would require back background checks. Okay. Uh, Maine would require background checks for all gun sales and all transfers, while Nevada's would require an unlicensed person who wants to sell or transfer a firearm to another unlicensed person to conduct the transfer through a licensed gun dealer who would run a background check. And that is, of course, your strawman sale. That's your straw sale, where you, if you can't get a gun, you just go and tell the person exactly what kind of gun you want. You give them the money, they buy the gun for you, and they give it to you in the parking lot. That right there, I actually I think that's a pretty good idea. I think it's wonderful. I think Not, it's a great idea. Roughly 93% of the American population is for background checks. I think it's a total political winner. I don't see why we wouldn't have background checks or people on the terror watch list. Uh, they should not be able to get guns, regardless of if they happen to be on the watch list on accident. Clear your name, then you can get a gun. Yeah, and uh, on the other hand, there—I mean, there's still—that's not going to stop all of it. You know, no, of, of course, course of course not. That's you know, people just you know sell guns illegally all the time. But on the other hand, it would prevent somebody from selling a gun uh, to a stranger on Craigslist. Where I mean, it's pretty much you meet up with a guy, you you you're not totally. you're not going to size him up. No, you know, immediate and immediately know whether this person is crazy or if he's going to use the gun to kill somebody or rob a store or hold a person up or whatever but if you have this sort of path yeah it's a pain in the ass but who gives a shit right and of take course, the pain in the ass and of course mateen the orlando shooter he was able to go buy a gun and uh, he did it legally and even despite the fact that he did contact the fbi being like i think it was a, sus- a suspic- suspicious character they were like here's your gun though um <laughs> so i think we do have to sort of put a little bit if you are a gun sale uh, a seller if you do own a gun store uh, we have to streamline how we communicate with the federal government when it when it comes to people purchasing guns. Um, but before we do that, because that's just going to take forever, the system is so damn slow. That's why federal governments don't work in a 50-state union. Um, you have to take some personal responsibility. If you think the guy is crazy, you know what? You don't make the sale that day. But 50 people get to live in Orlando. Yeah, absolutely. You don't make the sale that day, and if he gets mad, you got the gun. You got exactly. You can shoot him. <laughs> All right. Uh, in California, uh, they have an initiative that would impose tough restrictions on ammunition purchases. Okay. It would require background checks for ammunition purchases and ban people from possessing large capacity ammunition magazines that hold more than ten pounds, like or ten rounds, like those used in Sandy Hook and Aurora, Colorado. Sure. Again, high capacity magazines. Yep. I'm totally against them. There's no reason for you to have a high capacity magazine. There. There just isn't. There just isn't. The only possible that the only possible argument someone could make is if for some reason they needed to rise up against the government. But guess what? If you're going against a drone, an extra twenty bullets in your mag isn't going to help you. All right. Next up, we got minimum wage. Okay. Yeah. Currently at seven twenty-five per hour. Maine is the only state so far that will definitely have an initiative on its ballot. Specifically, it would gradually increase it from seven fifty to nine bucks next year, and increase it by a dollar each year until it reaches twelve bucks in twenty twenty. Okay. S- South Dakota, uh, that would go from non-tipped workers under the age of eighteen from eight fifty-five. To seven fifty, they're actually mm-hmm. decreasing it. You know, it is uh, that's very interesting. 
I am conflicted on the minimum wage. We had Rebecca Trenton here, who's the owner of the Creek and the Cave, small business owner, and she understands the ne- she understands the negative side effects of raising the minimum wage to something like fifteen dollars an hour for people who have small businesses, because it's just something where they would have to fire half of their employees so they could pay the other half a, uh, the wage that they um, that are that they now are legally uh, forced to have. You you look at how these fast food restaurants are just automating their entire services. I mean, everything will be run by robots very soon. I sent out a tweet being like uh, on July fourth, just discussing illegal immigrants are not taking your jobs. It really is robots. Yeah. They said by twenty forty five, half of the jobs in the United States will be robots. Uh, they will be taking your jobs. So it is kind of a misnomer that uh, raising the minimum wage is going to uh, create a, create a better society. I think in reality, a lot of these companies, not because they're good. I'm not saying that they they should be doing this but i think this is what they're going to do they're just going to fire half of their staff automate it and then we'll have another group of people who are going to be uh, in desperate need of government assistance so the whole thing is really there's a there is a um a cycle that you can see happening where the government is shoring up a massive base of constituents that are going to be forced to suck off its teeth i mean they talk about the un- unemployment rate now being roughly five and a half percent which is a lie because there's 40 million people not looking for work and they don't count them in the number so it's it's much higher than that but anyway so that's that's a we'll discuss minimum wage uh at another time but that's very interesting so a referendum on minimum wage yeah and death penalty california voters uh, of course the death penalty has had a back and forth relationship with uh, california for a long time uh they repealed the death penalty in 1972 uh and that uh of course that's how charles manson is still alive today oh i love i'm so against the death penalty i don't think the state is smart enough to put anyone to death and you can tell because it takes them forever to kill someone Mm -hmm. shoot them in the head (laughs) feed them to pigs i mean this concoction they have because they got the knockoff drugs now they never enough money for the good drugs to murder the people so they got the knockoff drugs from the costco they got dog drugs they got dog drugs <laughs> people are taking 30 minutes to die of a heart attack they don't even die from the damn poison anymore yeah and so they brought back the death penalty okay. in 1992 uh and now there is uh, another measure in which they want to take the death penalty away again and replace it with life in prison uh without parole which is a fate worse than death they call it toe tag parole the and, only way to leave is when you're dead. And in Bow in in Oklahoma, uh, they've got uh, an, an initiative that asserts that all methods of execution should be constitutionally allowed unless the yeah. Constitution bans it. What? <laughs> yes, this is, I don't understand yeah. that. No, but. I think, I, but that's the thing. There are. I mean, it says against cruel and unusual punishment. Right. But so, is it up to Oklahoma to decide what's cruel and unusual? Yeah, I mean. They make him watch Third Rock from the Sun for 30 hours. No death by lobster. No, yeah, that, that is cruel. And Third Rock by the Sun is actually a great show. I love Third Rock from yeah. the Sun. But yeah, what are they? What does that mean? I have no idea. Like that, Because the Constitution does not mention any sort. As far as I know, I'm no constitutional scholar, but I don't think they mentioned you know, the gallows anywhere in the Constitution. Right. Uh, and in Nebraska, that's going to ask voters, voters whether they want to repeal or maintain a law that limited the death penalty in the state. Okay. So they want to bring it back there. And, of course, we've got some real fun miscellaneous ones. Now, this proposal out of California, I thought that this had already passed, Mm -hmm. actually. Uh, It's a a ballot or it's an initiative that would require porno actors to use condoms during sexual intercourse. All right. Now, this is what I want to say about this. Please tell me. Because we've got to wrap it up here (laughs) in more ways than one. Female porn stars 
they get first of all the act of sex from a porn star perspective is an athletic feat yeah this is not normal sex the same way when you play a a pickup game of basketball you're not pro no okay you don't work as hard as they do as a pro athlete female porn stars have sex for hours and condoms rip their vaginas yeah so they are actually a there's a huge movement from female porn stars they don't want condoms they i mean hiv testing is rampant uh is 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 uh, uh other there are occasionally hiv outbreaks in the porn community but if you think it, about it's how once, much sex they're having it's once every uh, few years right. it's an occupational hazard it is and it's a it seems like a cold thing to say but at the end you know if you're coal mining you're going to get you're, you're going to get uh, lung cancer yeah absolutely um so Many female porn stars don't want the condom law, and all it's going to do is move the porn industry to places like uh, Montana. I know Massachusetts was was popping up uh, a lot of porno. Florida. It's Florida. A, there's a lot going on in Florida. So it's just going to move the market elsewhere. Yeah. And let's be honest. I mean, I don't want to watch, you know, LeBron James play injured. So why would, <laughs> why would I want to watch a porn star wear a condom? Although I will say if – Porn was stopped being made today. If we never had another porno shot, we would still have enough porno for like 30,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're not running out anytime but soon. I think but that's it, the thing. I've it, already watched all the Skin Diamond stuff. I want more. Sure. I do think that this is a classic example of government just pretending like they're doing something for the greater good, but without understanding the actual issue. Uh, porn stars are they are in control of their own lives. They know what they're doing. If they want to have consensual sex with another adult on camera, it should be up to them if that person wears a condom or not. That's yeah. what I believe. And uh, there, and I remember, uh, I think last year there was a, a full, uh, there was a whole bunch of porn stars that went and uh, testified in front of uh, the California yep. state legislature. You know, that's and right. were absolutely and told them all of this shit. It's like, do not put this ballot in there. I think that's right. what it was. I think at the time they were uh, they were deciding whether to put the initiative on the ballot or all not. Right. Uh, but, of course, it sounds like they lost out. All right. Well, uh, we'll see how the Californians vote on that. I'm saying no condom. I'm pretty sure they're going to vote no. I hope so. <laughs> uh, so those are some fun uh, ballot initiatives that you can go out. If, the, if, that, if that's happening in your home state, be sure to go out and vote your conscience. Legalize weed, no condoms, background checks for guns. And uh, no death penalty and no death penalty and yeah. the minimum wage. That is uh, that is an issue up for debate. And I totally understand proponents for the minimum wage um, because I think they have a good idea in their heads that people should not be working more than ever before and making less than they did 20 years ago. So something has to change with that. But uh, you just get the feeling that these large corporations are just going to um, do whatever they can to uh, avoid having to pay employees a living wage. Yeah, but then let's see how much they like the food riots that come. I mean, it's just robots are going to make great burgers, though. <laughs> they're, 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 it's going to be tough. I will I will always, let's start the war against the machines now. Pro-human. Pro-human. Yeah, these transhumanists, they're trying to toe the line. Yeah, they are, and I don't mm, like it. I don't like it. 100% human. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Go to the Facebook page, Abe Lincoln's Top Bat. Let us know what you think. You can follow Marcus Parks on Twitter and on Instagram at Marcus Parks. I'm on Twitter at Ben Kissel and on Instagram at Ben Kissel One. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for supporting the shows here on CCR. We are crushing it on news and politics. We are so close from killing Glenn Beck. Yeah, Not he, killing, taking over his spot on iTunes. Taking over is killing him <laughs> metaphorically. Metaphorically, Numbers-wise. Yes. If you want to help, uh, help us beat Glenn Beck, go and rate and review on iTunes if you haven't already. And we appreciate every single rate and review, and we appreciate yep. every single listener. Thank you guys so much uh, for uh, tuning in to us. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. 
For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.